News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air on News Talk. Now, rising mortgage interest rates will resurrect the ghosts of mortgage arrears and repossessions. That is the view of David Hall, CEO of Irish Mortgage Holders Association, who joins us now. David, I have to put it to you: you've been warning about a tsunami of repossessions for a good few years now. I mean, we haven't even had a puddle of uh, repossessions at this stage. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say we haven't had a puddle. The the Banks have admitted they've nine and a half thousand homes repossessed, and uh, Brian Hayes, uh, you know, would have in two thousand nineteen given a number of nine and a half thousand households. I think taking an average of three per household, that's thirty thousand people. And I wouldn't say that's. I say that's a little bit more than the puddle. That, but and it's those very people, small by international standards. Like, well, like for a, a market to function uh, properly, you, inevitably there will be some repossessions. Oh, this is not about there not being repossessions, Shane. This is the opposite. This is about the fact that there are twenty three thousand households in long term mortgage arrears of more than two years, many of whom have been sitting there not being able to pay any money and not having contributed anything to the mortgage, sitting there safely. On the narrative you just put to me, and it's, it's a fair question, there hasn't been the tsunami. But why hasn't there been the tsunami? So those people have been heating those homes, minding those homes, and the banks and the vulture funds have successfully now allowed for an increase in those property prices. But what's the answer? Is the answer to 23,000 people stay in your house, you're getting a free house? Because ultimately, mathematically speaking, and factually speaking, there is no other outcome here other than a handful of people will get insolvency arrangements, another handful will do mortgage to rent. But ultimately, there's a cohort of people here now whose house price at that time, let's say, was 250,000. It's now worth 400,000 euros and more. And they've been sitting in a house uh, where they've had the house warmed and minded, looked after. And what happens to those 23,000 people? Like 6,000 of those are before the courts, of which 4,000 have been in the court system between two and five years. You said correctly, in a functioning place, 23,000 households will be before the courts. Now, I'm not advocating they should be before the courts, but I'm warning and saying clearly, the tsunami should have come. It was held back intentionally, in my view. But mathematically speaking, are these people getting free houses? Because if they are, sign me up. Well, are they getting free houses? Well, they are at the moment. Because there's loads of examples I, I've seen. Of, and again, one must be careful about citing individual cases. But I have seen individual cases of people who've made absolutely zero effort to make any kind of repayments for years and are still in their homes. And people will say, you know what, the, 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 the knock-on effect of that is higher mortgage rates here and banks leaving this market because... Um, they, they feel this market is utterly dysfunctional, that they can't operate normally here. There are necessary repossessions and there are unnecessary repossessions and that's where the difference comes. There are a number of people who are making an effort who are engaging where banks and vulture funds simply aren't re-engaging with them. There are banks and vulture funds uh, messing around with the insolvency regime and not cooperating legitimately. There are a handful of people who are messers. Those people who are messers do not uh, and should not represent anybody else who's in great difficulty. My fear now is that many people are 10 years older, their properties are 10 years older, they're 10 years less in relation to paying down any mortgage and they now have a situation where their value of the property has increased making an insolvency arrangement a little bit more difficulty and they have sat in homes and not engaged. It's very difficult, Shane, when somebody comes to you with mortgage difficulties to tell them, which they should be able to be told in every other jurisdiction in the world, you're at risk of losing your home. When the evidence, as you put to me correctly, says they're actually not. Yeah, but, but sorry, uh, and maybe I'm mishearing you. It's, it <clears throat> almost sounds like you're arguing against 
the 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 thing that you warned about for so many years. No, it's coming. It's, there's, no, there's no doubt in my mind what's coming. Before we get into a cost of living crisis, before we get into anything else that's going to rise in relation to uh, interest rates and further interest rate rises, we don't. We have lost an opportunity for the last six or seven years to restructure the entire insolvency regime to allow solutions. This requires radical solutions for people to stay in their homes. We've ten thousand eight hundred people who are homeless, and everybody is correctly angry in relation to that. But if you take the number of people who, from a hangover perspective of the crash. Shane, there's 46,000 households in mortgage arrears currently. It's 150,000 people. Yeah. What, what, where, where, what, what are we going to do here? What happens? Do we, do we give everyone a free house to leave them alone and leave everyone stay in their homes? So are you, but are you saying more people should have had their homes repossessed? There are a number of people in homes who absolutely didn't engage and should have had their homes. Okay. But they're a minority. The majority of people did engage, needed to do restructuring, the banks weren't willing to do them. And in the last couple of years, there's been a, a quietness around repossessions because banks have repackaged stuff. We've had COVID. They've had repackaged and sold stuff to, uh, to vulture funds. But many, many of the vulture but, funds have, have, have loans now. And you, you're telling me that a vulture fund, you're sitting in a vulture fund, a home owned by a vulture fund, and they're going to leave you alone for the next 10 years and leave you happy well, clappy? I have to point out 85% of current repossessions are taken by, not by vulture funds, but by regulated banks. Yeah, but 80% of the loans owned by, uh, are owned by vulture funds now. That's all swapped in the last four yeah. years. They've sold them all. But, but again, I have to put it to you, the reason banks haven't acted is because they're absolutely terrified and they're terrified of negative publicity. And the kind of publicity raised by yourself and mm-hmm. warning about a tsunami of repossessions. And that's why they haven't acted, because they've been they've been hamstrung by well, that I, narrative. I, I take the compliment that the banks have been a bit afraid of commentary made by me. The reality has been that banks have a difficult task in relation to the court system. The court system are an integral part of this. The court system, you look at, you've got 5,908 uh, households before the courts currently. That's 18,000 people before the courts currently, between two and five years. They've not been able to be pulled out of the court. They've not been able to be restructured, as many commentators say, mm-hmm. oh, they get the court is only a threat and they get restructured yeah. it's 18,000 no, before the courts uh, absolutely there's also been ridiculous high profile cases and, and the media have been as bad as anybody jumping on, on these cases and um, fairly straightforward repossession cases that have been made into cause celebrities and and I, I would put it to you that's why the banks are terrified uh, to act we have created this narrative of a tsunami of repossessions it's actually hamstrung the banks from acting and the result has been higher interest rates for everyone else well I think the challenge though Shane is that in all of the narrative that's there at the moment. We still have 23,000 households in long-term mortgage arrears with 90% of all arrears attributed just to that 23,000 people. And that's not individuals, it's three per household. That's 70,000 people at dire risk. The key here to me is the central bank asked the banks and vulture funds, forget David Hall and Shane, anybody else, the central bank asked the banks and vulture funds two years ago, how many people of those that you've engaged with, that are your customers, that you've seen their data, do you believe are going to lose their homes? They replied by saying 16,000. They went a step further and they said five-sixths of those would be by court-ordered repossession and a sixth would be by voluntary surrender. That's their number, Shane. We're sleepwalking again ten years later sleepwalking again into a massive crisis and anyone who thinks that they're sitting at home today thinking they're getting a free house I think is another thing coming and those who've commentated to think that they're going to get a free house have done them a great injustice So what's injustice. your message to them just before you go? Engage through the Irish Mortgage Holders Organisation back on track.ie MABS do not listen to the waffle that you're going to get a free house no tsunami doesn't mean a free house no tsunami means it's coming soon David Hall CEO of Irish Mortgage Holders Association thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast this morning News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.